just want to give a short testimony of the power of prayer. Um, just an experience I had this week, which I'm still in, still, uh, still amazed by it. Um, so yesterday, uh, well, this week we've been praying a lot, um, praying on so many things that we want for our family and everyone. And so um, one of the prayers we had was finance. Was, was finance. And, you know, um, I've been selling my soaps at a bakery, and I've noticed that the, the owner, she was very short-staffed and she needed help. So I wanted to volunteer, but I wasn't sure if she was okay with it. And somehow Sunil said, why don't you just volunteer? And I was like, oh, I was thinking of that, but never thought to say it. So I said that to her, and she said, sure. She was so happy to have that. And so I decided to go and help her, not expecting anything, money or nothing like that, just she needed help. She's only five minutes away, why not help her? And she did bless me <laughs> with some kind of income every time I went, you know, and then this week when I went, she didn't, didn't give me anything, but I still didn't think about it. I said, you know what? The Lord is good and he will bless if he need to bless, you know, he's been blessing me regardless. So I just kept on going and I helped her for three days. And somehow Friday at 8.30, I was speaking to my husband and I said to him, you know, how is it, you know, because since he's been doing full-time ministry, it, um, you know, it's less of an inc it's a small ministry and there's not a lot of income coming in. And he said, we have a lot of bills that's due. And so um, I said, well, it would be nice, you know, if, we get, if I got something to help, but we haven't. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to pray. So he said, why don't you just pray? And I went on my knees about 8.30 and I prayed and I went to the job. And for whatever reason, I was in the um, bakery and I came upstairs to the um, to, I guess, where the, the, the stuff that's baked has been sold. Cause I, and I saw someone, and she was looking at my soaps, and I just said to her, oh, it's all natural, and I made it. And she was like, oh, wow. And we were talking for a while. We were just talking. She was so interested in natural things. And in the bakery, everyone that comes in there are from, um, from different states because it's a, it's a more of a tourism attraction. So they come there just because the bakery is over 100 years old. And so um, I helped her. She, and then I left, I went back downstairs to the bakery. And out of the blue, Sasha was actually working there and she was at the cashier and she called for me. And I went upstairs and didn't think anything and she just handed me a, a tissue paper, a tissue with um, something in it. And I looked, I felt it, and I was like, is that money? It was weird. And I looked at her and I'm like, and she just said to me, the Lord asked, the Lord put it in, in her heart to give that to me. And it was just like, what <laughs> it was just like it was so like i was so in shock like how is that possible you know i just prayed and i know you know in the power when it comes to the power of prayer i've always noticed that whenever you get to your lowest end the lord always bless you in abundance but never thought it would be so quickly you know from pay, from praying around 8 30 to going in the job volunteering and i think it was like probably like 10 30 or so she came in and then, so when she gave, this, gave it to me, I said to her, I said, well, what's your name? And she said, Kimberly. And I said, well, can I get your number? She's like, oh, don't worry. I'll, I'll keep contact with you on, on Etsy in your shop. And I was like, okay. So I went downstairs, and I'm just like, I'm shaking. I'm in tears. I'm like so shocked. And I'm like looking at, I'm trying to open, you know, I'm in the people's business. So I didn't want to like be distracted. So I went to like a con, and I'm like trying to figure out like, what, how much money is it? Like, what is it? And I kept counting. I couldn't stop counting. <laughs> And it was a couple hundred dollars, you know. It was, I think it was like, I, when I left, the, when I worked in the bakery, I think I got to like five something. I couldn't figure out how much it was. 
And I was just like, wow, this is like $100 bill, a couple of 20s. I'm like, wow, just like that, you know? And then, um, and then at the end of the day, the, the owner of the bakery still paid me. And she paid me for the whole week. And she was like, you know, I've been so busy, you know, and I haven't been able to give you any kind of cash. She's like, yeah. And then she's like, how much do you want? And I was like, how much do I want? <laughs> you know, and then she was just like, she, she, I mean, and then we negotiated and she agreed to what I asked for, you know, based on, it's a small business and it's, you know. So I just want to say, you know what, um, when it comes to prayer, just praying consistently as a family from, I think, Tuesday to um, every day. In the to now, and we decided to pray for 21 days with things that we really realized that we need to have as a family. And finance actually came in was the last thing. I think I was the one who was like, you know, we should add in finance because it wasn't something we thought about. And we added in very, very last. And some, you know, somebody said pray about that. And it just shows that when you pray, how quickly the Lord will bless you without, um, without, I mean, once you believe it. And I, I was just, I'm still amazed because when I got home yesterday at, um, I think I checked my phone around four o'clock and I noticed that the same person, Kimberly, she ordered something from my shop and a bunch of things just to support. And she did say she would and she did. So and she said she'll let her friends know and, and everyone. So, I, you know, I just want to thank God. It's, it's, it's a blessing because it also blesses the ministry, you know, and the Lord put it in her heart to say that the Lord put it in her heart to give us this. I know that Allah is going to bless not just me and my family, but everyone else, because that's what I've been praying for. You know, so I just, it's just, I'm amazed. You know, I've never had that experience, and it was a really wonderful experience. And just being in the bakery alone, just wanted to add this piece. Um, I met someone yesterday who's from Grenada, and she was also amazed, and she knows my sister in Grenada. And it was just amazed, a small tongue. Like, she was like, wow, how did I meet somebody from Grenada in this small tongue? You know, and, you know, I met other people during the week, you know, that, it's just bringing blessings, you know. I just want to keep it short, but it's just amazing how God works. Amen. All right. Happy Sabbath. All right. Um, in light of what Romario went over this morning, I thought the testimony was fitting. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was, a, it was the right time to, 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 for the Lord to, to encourage us in, in that because money is going away. And already we see it going away. Right? We, 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 we're small and we have experience. We, we know what we're experiencing. Right? And money is going away. But money is really not going away because God owns the money. Amen? Amen. And as I was um, talking to Kunardi yesterday, you know, he shared a nice point with me and I shared it with my family. Um, the money is in the fish's mouth. Right? And the Lord, when he called his disciples, what did he make them? Men who are not a part of the gospel. Amen? So all those who are not in the gospel, they have the money. The Lord is going to raise them up to give us what we need. All right. And yesterday was just in my mind. When, when Kunar shared that with me, I was like, praise God, because that was just a taste of what the Lord wants to do. But we have to pray. We have to pray. And I hope to convey that thought today, showing us why it's important 
to pray. Right? The money is not only physical, but the money is also the light that comes from heaven. And that light that comes from heaven, we need it. It's the only thing that's going to carry us through. Like Kennard said earlier, we are to live by revelation. All right? And the only reason that we started to pray, as Michelle was saying, for 21 days is because the Lord revealed something to us in Scripture. All right? Some Kennard shared <laughs> some with me, and then I was like, Lord, I started looking it up, and then the Lord revealed in Scripture, man, wow, it is really important to pray. Not just pray. The 21 days is very important as well because it is um, God's people. The Bible says, Thou shalt stand in his lot in the end of days. Amen? And I want us to understand that we are Daniel. Right? We literally are Daniel. And we must do what Daniel did. Amen? So just follow me along. And uh, by God's grace, we'll, we'll come to a, a nice um, conclusion. Now keep in mind that it's all in connection with what Romario went over. All right? Because when we pray, the coffers in heaven is filled up. We don't go bankrupt. Everyone understand? Prayer is what keeps the communication between us, between our banker and ourselves. Amen? Those who do the stock market, they watch the stocks all day long on their little devices, right? They're always trying to communicate to their broker, to, to their bank, to figure out what's going on. Because why? They want information to know how to move their stock. They want information to know when to buy, when to sell. They want information to know what to buy, what to sell. Amen? But we need the same information from our Heavenly Father. When to buy, when to sell, what to buy, what to sell, where to go, how to do it. We need all that information. And, 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 and if we, if we, when we understand that and when we practice that, the Lord will bless us. So I believe the Lord allowed this to happen. And now that I'm talking about it, it just falls right into the sermon that, that I'm about to um, go over. So, GSAM. All right, GSAM 379, paragraph 4. This is an experience that J. Loughborough wrote. He says, On Wednesday, August 16, 1865, Elder White, as a result of excessive labor and loss of sleep, had a what? Stroke of paralysis. Excessive labor and lack of sleep could lead to stroke. All right? As health institutions among our people had not yet been established, he was taken to Dansville, New York, to a health institution called a Home on the Hillside. His wife and the writer were with him there from September 14 to December 7th. As he received but what? Little release from the treatment given in the institution, we went to the hospitable home of Bradley Lamson, Lakeview, uh, Rochester, New York, where we remained about three weeks. Here we were glad to meet Elder Jane Andrews who had just returned to that city after having spent several months in Maine. Continuing on. The families of Ella Andrews and Mr. Orton joined us, how often? It says, every afternoon, every afternoon in a praying session with and for Ella White. This continued until December 25th. While, outside, while the outside world was full of gaiety and feasting on that Christmas day, it was observed by the Rochester Church as a day of fasting and prayer for Elder White. We had meetings in both the forenoon and afternoon at the house of Elder Andrews. 
New Main Street. And in the evening, those who were previously praying for Elder White met with him at the house of Mr. Lamson. The meeting that evening was a powerful one. Ella White was greatly blessed and Mrs. White was given a wonderful vision in which many things were shown her. Among these were instructions to Ella White how to proceed that he might carry out what? His faith in God. All right. Who had so evidently reached down his hand to work for him that he might regain his health. Those who had been praying for Elder White, Mrs. White said, sorry, to those who had been praying for Elder White, Mrs. White said, Satan's purpose was to do what? To destroy my husband and bring him down to the grave. Through these earnest prayers, what happened? His power has been broken. Now, I want us to go back up to the, what, what was wrong with James White? Okay, so paralysis is under whose power? The power of Satan. And what breaks that power? Prayer. Prayer breaks the power of paralysis. Everyone's following? All right, let us continue. I have been shown that Satan is angry with this company, who have continued for three weeks. For how long? Three weeks. How long is three weeks? 21 days. Praying earnestly in behalf of his servant, of this servant of God, and he is now determined to make a powerful attack upon them. All right? So Satan is not happy when we pray. Not happy. He seeks to destroy us because we pray. Amen? Let's continue. I was told to say to you, and this is for you, this is for each one of you as well. Sister White's vision is for us. It says, live very near to God that you may be what? Prepared for what may come upon you. Continuing on. On the first day of January, 1866, Ella White and his family started by train for Battle Creek, Michigan. I remain in western New York the, um, the rest of the winter. From the evening, from the very evening that vision was given, Mr. J.T. Orton was impressed that his life was in danger. And yet, he knew not from what source. The impression he expressed to several. On Sunday evening, March 4th, he returned to Rochester from Palmer, where he had been attending a two-days meeting in the company of Mr. E.B. Sanders, whom he requested to keep on the lightest street as they walked through the city, for he said, I feel all the while as though someone is going to try to kill me. And yet he did not seem to have any idea who it was that wanted to take his life. I returned from Rochester and, um, to Rochester from Palmer, March 7th, and stopped with Mr. Lamson, son-in-law of Mr. Orton, on the, uh, Mr. Orton. On the 8th, he and Mrs. Orton visited with us when, he made a, when we made arrangements to go the next morning by train to Lancaster, Erie County, where I was to perform the marriage ceremony for his only son. The day was spent pleasantly by us, yet it was a solemn day. They left Mr. Lamson at what time? 5 p.m. And at 7.30 p.m., a messenger came informing us of a brutal attack that had been made on Mr. Orton by some unknown person in his own barn while caring for his horses. 
We hastened to the place and found that he had been cruelly beaten over the head with an iron-bound cart stake and was unconscious. He died at 12.35 that night. To this day, it is unknown who committed the cruel deed. It certainly was not done for money, as his pocket was untouched, as was also his purse, which contained $45. This was a heavy shock to Mrs. Orton, from the effects of which she never recovered. Her body, bodily health rapidly failed, and she did not long survive her husband. In a few months from that memorable Christmas evening, six out of the nine of those who engaged in that three weeks of prayer were in their graves. And thus was another prediction most strikingly fulfilled. Satan is not happy with us. He's mo but he's, he's happy with us when we're not praying. Amen? He wants to kill us then. But the Bible says the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make what? War, War with the praying company. Alright? This is left on record for us at the end of the world. Right? It's by God's mercy that we are here because he says, Peter, I've prayed for thee. Why? Because the devil has desired to sift you as wheat. This is the Satan's, um, this is Satan's mindset over us all. All right, go ahead, Michelle. Amen. Now, Amen. What came to mind when I read this is, Lord, here is a group of people that prayed for 21 days, just like Daniel prayed, and Satan killed them, and you allowed it. I still have to pray. What is the Lord teaching us? You must overcome the fear of death. That was one of the things he was teaching us, right? You still have to pray. We know he's trying to kill us. Yet we have to still put away those 21 days and pray. Amen? Because you have to love not your life, even to the death. We have to go into this with a knowledge. That's the difference between them and us. They prayed, and then after the Lord revealed to them that Satan wants to take your life. But we going into this knowing, knowing full well that Satan is going to take some of our lives. Amen? We need a faith to match this, to, to, to meet this, uh, this iceberg, because that's what it is, an iceberg. Can I add your hand? Yeah, I was going to say, one thing we don't want to miss. Yes, Satan wants to destroy people, but what this is emphasizing, there are specific people in whom he wants to destroy. Yep. James White was a, was a man of huge investment to heaven. Yep. He was valuable to heaven because of the knowledge that God invested in his bank. And, and the money James White had for the Seventh-day Adventist Church was, was, was too big to fail at that time. And, and the Lord needed him alive, but Satan knew that, and he wanted to take him out at that point because he knew the value that James White posed to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I, if we can figure out what time that was, there was a light that I'm sure James White was to bring out, and Satan saw it, and he wanted to stop it. 
And he wanted to, because he didn't want that value to come to the church. Whatever that light was, it's for us at the end of the world. And Satan was trying to stop it, stop him from bringing it so we don't get it. So it's not about him wanting to kill. Yes, he wants to kill people, but we have to pay attention. James White was of very great importance at that time. Why am I saying that? We need to recognize amongst us people of great importance. That's who he's trying to, that's who he is trying to take out. Those of great importance because of the value that the Lord has placed in them to help the body of his people at the present time. And the churches to unite around that and, and, and see that and agonize in prayer for that soul that's of value. The people saw that James White was valuable. Satan saw that he was valuable. So we too should also see the value of certain individuals that God has placed in the body of his church. That's why I believe that is emphasizing. Amen. Now, I want to make the point on the back of that, that we first have to see that living waters is valuable to God. Why? Because the Lord has given us a message that he's given no other. And he's starting a movement from here and nowhere else. Right? And so we are important. So we must, uh, like Kunara, we have to see that because the, a corporation is a man. Amen? Amen? So our little movement is a man. We have to pray for that important man. But even within our movement, we have to recognize those that the Lord has raised up to, 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 to champion certain things, right? Or to teach certain things. Or He's given them um, certain abilities that's, that, that, that we all don't have. And we have to pray for that person. Amen? Amen. All right. So let us continue. Let us now go to Daniel chapter 10 and verse 1. The Bible says, In the third year of Cyrus, uh, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning how long? Three, Three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh or wine in my mouth, Neither did I anoint myself at all till what? Three whole weeks were fulfilled. What was Daniel praying for that we understand? What was Daniel praying for? He was praying for the deliverance of the Jews, right? Because he knew that the time was near, right? Because in chapter 9, he says, I learned by what? By books, right? And he comes to this point and he sees Cyrus on the throne and he says, well, I know that this is the time for deliverance. So he goes and he begins to pray for deliverance. Amen. It says, And in the four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the great river, which is Hiddekel, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with a fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like the burial, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet in color to polish brash, and his voice, and the voice of his words was like the voice of a multitude. Who is that individual? Christ. This is Christ. Amen. It's the same description we find in Revelation chapter 1, right? It says in verse 7, And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them, so they fled to hide themselves. So Daniel, after three weeks of praying, he receives a what? Just like Sister White. Right? After three weeks of praying, what did the Lord give her? A vision. A vision, a vision of whose plans? 
Satan's plans. I want us to see that, right? It says, Hebrews chapter 4, it says, let us come, let us therefore come where? Boldly before the throne of grace. That's where Daniel was. Amen? Amen. Now let's go now to early writings 54.2. It says, before the what? So what are they fulfilling? They're fulfilling these words, right? Boldly before the? So Daniel was boldly before the? And Daniel says, I alone saw the vision, and the men that were with me saw not the? What was the men that were with Daniel doing with Daniel? They were joining him in his activities. Amen? Amen? So let us continue. Early writings 55. What Daniel was doing is written right here in early writings 55. It says, I saw the Advent people, the church and the world. I saw two companies, one what? Bow down before the throne, deeply what? Deeply interested, while the other stood how? Uninterested and Daniel is living waters. Daniel chapter 10 is living waters, right? And among us, the Bible is saying, some of us are uninterested and Careless, while some of us is doing what? Bow down before the throne. Deeply interested. Amen? Some of us is lukewarm. So Romario just went over, right? Uh, the Bible says, um, you are, Though are rich and increasing goods and have need of? That's what Romario just taught. Some of us in here have that attitude. Otherwise, the Bible wouldn't say it. Amen? All right. When we, you know, when we lose that attitude, the Lord will give us another scripture to describe us. This message is relevant because that's what we are. When we come to the place where we no longer have that, then he gives us a different message. Now he gives you a message that represents the church. And that message, that, this is how the church is going to know when there are no sinners in Zion. Because the message is going to suit the condition of the church. The Church of Philadelphia, what was their message? Because it suits the condition of the church. So when we come out of the Laodicean state, what is the Lord going to give us? A new name. That's what he said. He's going to give us a new name. Therefore, we will know that we no longer have sinners in the church. No longer have local. But until then, this message is going to play until we remedy our condition. Everyone's following? Until there are no sinners in Zion, that message is for us. There are, we, we, some of us in here are uninterested and careless. Go ahead, Gennard. I was going to say, it's nice. Um, th then this, our attitude in prayer then is very important. Yes. Because even though we all bow down to pray, some of us are still standing still in our heart. Still and careless. Because if we're not, so that is saying to be uninterested is to stand in prayer. And those who are interested are the ones who really bow in prayer. Yeah, so mean. even though we bow in prayer, we can still be standing. Hmm. Right? Because we're not really interested. We're just bowing like Lucifer and Judas did. But they really weren't interested in what Christ was teaching at that nope. time. Go ahead. I like that you said that because this reminded me of the Sabbath. You know, it's like we coming come into Sabbath um, just... Careless and uninterested. Yeah, like, you know, it becomes a routine. You prepare Friday, you get everything together, come to church on Saturday, but you're not thinking of, this is a really, it's, it's a holy ground you're on. You know, so it's, so yeah, so you become careless and, and uninterested, but you, in your mind you think you are, but you're not. Amen. Because you don't watch and pray. That's the lukewarm state. Yep. Think, thinking that you're good when you're not, thinking that, she says, thinking that you're all right when you're all wrong. Mm -hmm. All right. 
So let's continue. He says, those who are bowed down before the throne would do what? Offer up their prayers and look to Jesus, and he would look to the Father and appear to be pleading with them. A light would come from the Father to the Son and from the Son to the praying company. Then I saw a what? An exceeding bright light come from the Father to the Son, and from the Son it waved over the people before the throne. But what? Few would receive this great light. Now, in here we have to see the first, second, and third angels' messages. The first and second waved over, waves over everyone. It's when the third come is when people start running. Few receives the third. All right? Few receives the third. So let's continue. It says, many came out from under it and immediately resisted it. Others were careless and did not cherish the light and it moved off from them. Some cherished it and went and bowed with the little praying company. This company, some, no, this company all received the light and rejoiced in it. And that's why I can make the claim that when this church is pure, we will know. Because all those who are bowed down interested received the light, including those who came out from the lack of interest at the last moment. Right? Because some will do that. All right? Then it says, and their countenance is shown with its Glory. So here we have two classes of people bowed down before the throne, but only one receives the vision. Everyone's following? And the one that receives the vision is the one that prayed. Interested prayer. Interested prayer. Amen. All right. So let us continue. Daniel 8. This is what Daniel says. Therefore, I was what? He was left alone when the great light came. Amen. Therefore, I was left alone and saw this what vision? Great. Yes, great vision, the great light. Right? And there remained no strength in me for my what? Why did his calmness, Romario went over it. Why did his calmness turn into him into corruption? Because he saw that he had sinned. <laughs> he saw that he too didn't know. Right? Because that's what he says. Thou, thou, thou sayest, I am rich and increased with good, but the what? Knowest? Not. Right? So Daniel was shown something about himself, just like Isaiah, that he didn't know. But what was Daniel's response? He repented because Christ says, be zealous, therefore, and repent. And I will come in and what? Sup. Did he sup with Daniel? Praise God. Right? So it says, my calmness was turning to me into corruption, and I retained no strength. And the reason why the men ran is because Christ revealed their hearts. Right? Because Daniel says, when I prayed, who came down? Man clothed with? Linen, flame for eyes, right? Well, what is the flaming eyes? What does it do? It searches the heart, right? And the men, they saw their hearts exposed. They fled. Uninterested and careless, fled. But deep bow down before the throne. Ah, my comeliness is turning to me. Woe is me for I am undone, right? Who can deliver me from the body of this death? All those sayings right here. So then he says, yet I heard the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in deep sleep on my face. And, and sorry, on my face and my face towards the ground. And behold, and what? And hand. Notice he didn't say the hand. Right? He didn't say the man in linen touched him. Everybody see that? He says, and hand touched me. Right? 
and this is important because um, it, it helps us to understand how Christ works. Is the revelation of Jesus Christ. How does it come? How does the Bible say the revelation of Jesus Christ come? From father to son and from son to angel. And from angel signified to his servants. Okay? So Christ has a revelation for Daniel. Who should we see next? The angel. Right? That's why he says, and hand, touch me. Because the hand that touched him was the angel. Amen? Let us follow. It says, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of mine hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man what? Greatly beloved. Understand the words that I speak unto thee and stand what? Upright. For I am now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. What does it mean to stand upright? What does it mean to be upright? The Bible says in 1 Samuel 29 and verse 6, Thou hast been what? Upright, and thy going out and thy coming in uh, with me in the host is good in my sight. So to be upright is to be good in the sight of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So when he's standing Daniel upright, he's making him good. Amen? Let us continue. And I have, I have not found what? Evil in thee. All right? So Daniel, he was investigated, right? And no evil was found in Daniel, so the angel was sent to stand him upright. All right? Next text. Job 1.1, 1, 1, the Bible says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared what? Feared God and issued Daniel had the fear of God in him. Right? It is the fear of God that will lead us to our knees. Right? What it's teaching us is if we're careless and un uninterested, it's because we do not have the fear of God in our hearts. It means then that we have not yet received the first angel's message. But yet we're out here teaching the third. You're in first, Michelle. After. If you bring all those scriptures together, mm -hmm. um, speak loud, speak loud. Yeah, if you bring all those scriptures together, you see that it is the rebuke that causes yes. them to be upright. Well, because when you bring in Daniel and Isaiah, Isaiah was he saw into. He saw into the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And just like David, he said, woe is me. Yep. Because David says the same thing in Psalms. I saw that. Yeah. Amen. But now when you bring that same experience with, with Daniel, and um, yeah, when you bring the same experience with Daniel and those who stood by him, Daniel received the rebuke and he bowed, he stayed bowed and continued to say, holy, holy, holy. Yep. While those who were with him, fled. they fled. Yep. They fled at the rebuke. Yep. So now when you bring it down to, to Job and, 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 and Samuel, that's what made them upright. Amen. They received the rebuke of the Lord. And Amen. we see that from, from Job 1 onward, his yes. whole experience was, was one great rebuke yep. all Amen. the way until, until God came and rebuked him. Amen. And showed why he was upright because Amen. he received the rebuke no matter what his, his parents, his children, his friends, whatever they do, they, he continued to, um, to stand upright before the Lord, and Amen. that's what kept him in the church Amen. because that's what sifts people out of the church, the rebuke. Amen. How can we show from the book of Daniel that he was rebuked? It's right there. He bowed down. No. no. 
O man greatly what? As many as I love. I rebuke and chasten. It's right there. And since he was greatly loved, then the rebuke was what? Was great. Right? Because the Lord, whom the Lord loved, great. The Lord will rebuke greatly. All right? Go ahead, Michelle. I was just saying it's also an experience of um, also also Solomon's experience mm. at the end of everything he did under yes, the sun. He all said, of it um, is vanity. He said, "Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Um, Fear God, God and keep keep His commandment, for this is the conclusion. The, of, whole, this duty is the whole duty of, of man. man. Amen. So, all right. So, are we following? Amen. Amen. I, I pray that we follow. I, I, the Lord is not raising up this this this, this study of Laodicea and this study of uh, riches." and this study of prayer by accident, because the message to Laodicea is for living waters. All right? This is what we must understand. It's first for living waters. All right? I'm not, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have time to go, go into that today, but by God's grace, uh, um, he'll open it. But living waters is paralyzed. We have to see it. That's what, that's what the message to Laodicea is. It says, I, I know, though at what? Lukewarm, though I paralyzed. That's what, that's what the Lord said. All right? What breaks paralysis? Prayer. Prayer. But there's another thing. So let us continue. It says, um, Then he said unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the what? From the first day thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. This is a beautiful promise. Amen. Because we're going into this knowing it's going to be a fight. Amen? Amen. So we need to keep before our mind from the moment we pray, God is answering. Right? And who is hindering? Okay, let us continue. It says, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. Naturally, that was Cyrus. Okay? The prince of the kingdom of Persia. I know I said Satan this week, but. Um, after reading it over, it's Cyrus, right? Cyrus was the one that was withstanding Gabriel. Gabriel was trying to influence him into making the decision to free. But he was the one, right? And, and, and just read what Uriah Smith says about it, right? This is where I'm getting that from. It says, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. To help him do what? Influence Cyrus. All right? He says, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee what? Understand. Understand what shall befall thy people when? In the latter days. Right? So what is the revelation we have to be praying for? As the Lord opens up to us our time, what should we be praying for? For the understanding of the latter days. The Lord has opened to us 9-11. Amen? He's opened up to us 07-08. He's opened up to us 2014. What should we be praying for? Lord, open this. Open the midnight cry to us. Show us what is to come upon thy people in the... That's the blueprint. Amen? Because when you pray, when Daniel prayed, Gabriel, because Daniel said, I understood the vision. Right? Has the Lord not introduced to us 90, giving us an understanding of the vision? He's giving us an... Romario couldn't teach what he taught this morning if we didn't have a better understanding of the vision. Amen? What vision? The vision that was given to Ellen White. Amen? So we're Daniel at the end of the world saying, Lord, I understand the vision, but show me what shall come when? In the latter days. 
Amen? That's the attitude we must have. Because that's what Gabriel comes to give him. Let us continue. However, Gabriel didn't give it to him until he was made whole. Right? But you have to keep praying. Amen? Keep praying. Right? I know there are people among us that are praying for an understanding of what is to come. We must all do it unitedly. Amen? Let us continue. It says, um, so it says in 13 that Michael came, right? And um, we know the scripture. When does Michael come? No, 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 no. Why does Michael come? To make war. To make war with whom? Michael only comes when Satan is on the ground. This is the point I want to make. You don't never see Michael until there's a direct warfare with Satan. Right? Just trace Michael through the scriptures. And every time you see it, Satan will be there. All right? So let's continue. It says, and now I'm come to make the understand what, all right, we read that. It says, and when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him which stood before me, O my Lord, by the vision of my, by, by the vision, my what? My sorrows are turned upon me. You think Ellen White wasn't sorrowful when the angel showed her that Satan was about to kill those people? Yes, this is the experience, right? So when the Lord revealed to us what's going to happen, you think he's not going to turn us to sorrow? Yeah, it's going to be sorrowful. All right? So let's continue. It says, and I have retained no strength. For how can this, uh, the servant of this, my Lord, talk with this, my Lord? For as for me, straightway there remain no strength in me, neither is there any what? Breath left in me. Then there came again and touched me, one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me and said, O man, greatly, greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be be strong. And, 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 and we, we sing that song from um, Joshua um, 1.9. Why did Joshua need to be strong? He's about to go to war. So why does Daniel need to be strong? Because he's about to... Daniel represents you and I. We are about to go to war. So the command is, be strong, yea, be, be strong. It says, and when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Lord... Sorry, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Then he, then said he, Knowest thou wherefore I am come unto thee? And now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grisha will come. But I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things, but Michael, here, the message that Gabriel was about to give to Daniel, the only other person that know it was whom? Michael. Why Michael? What did we say about Michael? It was a message about the warfare with Satan. That's why Michael was the one that hold it with Gabriel. He didn't say Christ. He didn't say Jesus. He didn't say the Lamb. Michael. There's a reason why the Bible writes Michael here. So whatever Gabriel is about to show Christ is about um, Daniel is about direct warfare with Satan. Everyone's following? And that, my friends, is Daniel 11, 40 to 45. That's what Gabriel gave Daniel. Daniel 11, 40 to 45 is showing direct warfare with the enemy 
himself. That's why we need to pray. We don't understand. Okay? Christ says, Peter, I've prayed for thee. Why? Because Satan desired to what? So we must pray because we know that Satan desires to sift us as we. We must pray for ourselves and pray one for another. Amen? Go and, and, and Daniel 11, Daniel 10 also shows that everyone was united in prayer. Even though some was uninterested in killers, it was still a united prayer. Amen? Go ahead, Kanan. Uh, it, it is Satan, because yeah. um, Ellen White says that, or she says it's Satan. Um, but the point on Mike out is that, that's nice, um, is that Daniel 11 then is showing that the real warfare between Christ and Satan is the actions of the kings of the earth. Mm. Who controls the activities of the who kings of the, the earth? Money. Yeah, so to re that's the great light. Those who can see this, they're really seeing a great light. If Amen. you can see how Christ is moving the United States to do something and how Satan is moving Russia to do something, you are really seeing a great light. Yep. To get this revelation, man, it's yep. a great revelation. Amen. So I praise God for that. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. So I, I wrote it in here, right? The message Daniel was given concerning the people a lot of days, Daniel 11, 40 to 45. It says, aside from Gabriel, only Michael understands this. Yeah. All right? And then it says... Um, Daniel 11, 40 to 45 is the war plan of the great apostate, right? Inside trading. We have the plans. This is what we must see. We see him long before his coming because we have the plans. It'll be foolish to be lost. It, because no, no one knows what, if you know something's going to happen, you're going to prepare for it. Amen? That's, that's just what Christ is calling us to do. It's logical, all right? Daniel 12 and verse 10, but some people would because of this verse. It says, many shall be purified, made white, and in this warfare, right? This is what's going to happen. But it says, but the what? The wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand Daniel 11, 40 to 45. Gabriel says, I have come to make thee understand. And the Bible says, the wicked is not going to understand. So our question is, Lord, am I a part of the wicked? Right? Because if you are, you need to know. And if you know, you can do something about it. All right? So let us continue. Now let's go to Daniel 11, 40 to 45. And this is why I'm saying, pay attention to the highlighted words. It's really about Satan when you read it. It says, And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him, like a whirlwind, with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and... What does it say in the next verse? He. Who's the he? Satan. Satan. This is what we need to see. Right? It says, he shall enter into the glorious land, and many countries shall be... Oh, not many. Many shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab, and the chief of the children of Ammon. He shall what? That's his next move. That's his plan. The Lord gave us his plan. Right? It tells you what he's going to do. You're going to see the king of the south come against the king of the north in 1798. He says, then you will see the king of the north coming back against the king of the south in 1989. And he says, then you will see him entering where? Into the glorious land. And then he will enter into the into Egypt. Right? It's, 
it's right here. That's his plan. And Michael knows the plan. Which That's why when Ellen White had the vision, what did she say? Draw as close to Christ as you possibly can. Because Satan desires to kill you. All right? We need to draw as close to Christ as we possibly can because the civil Sunday law is coming. Because the midnight cry is coming. And Satan desires to kill you. Let us continue. So, as you go through it, it'll be, he shall have power, he shall go forth, right? He, I just highlighted that to show that it's Satan. Now, to prove that, or to add a second witness to that, you go to Daniel 12 and verse 9. And the Bible says, and the great dragon was cast out, that old what? Serpent, Serpent called the what? Devil. The devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. What was the next word? He. he was cast out into the earth, and what? His angel will cast out with him. Right? Now drop down to verse 10. And they overcame what? Him. Who's the him? Satan. Amen? But we know that Satan used... used who's, who did Satan use in that time? The dragon power, which was pagan Rome. Amen? So as you go down, verse 12 says, For the devil is come down unto you. And the Bible says, Because he knoweth. Amen? And then you go to verse 14, and, they, and his name is changed to the serpent. Right? And then verse 15 says, and the serpent cast out out of what? His mouth. But well, let me ask you a question. In the natural, how does the Bible re refer to the papacy? As a her. Everyone's following? In the 1260, it was a her. But right here, it says what? It's not talking really about the papacy. The Bible wants you to see Satan behind it. Mm -hmm. Amen? He wants you to see Satan through his agents. It's really important that we understand that. Otherwise, we wouldn't pray aright. Right? If we don't see Satan, we won't pray for deliverance from Satan. I see you, Sasha. So, let's go to Daniel 12.1. You come down to um, Daniel 11.40.45 says, and he shall, he shall plant his tabernacle between the seas and the glorious holy mountain. And the Bible says in verse 12, chapter 12, and verse 1, what? And at that time, who stands up? Michael. Why? Direct warfare with Satan. Amen? Michael holds a plan. We need to draw near to Christ. We really need to speak to him directly. Amen? Because he desires to make us like Gabriel. So that we become the light bearers to those who are dying in this world. Amen? All right. So Ellen White, in the, in the quote, she says, But few would receive this great light. And then she said, Many came out from under it. Amen? So you have the few and the, and the many. Now let's go to Daniel 11, 41. It says what? Many shall be overthrown. When Satan enters into the glorious land, the Bible says many shall be, which means that many didn't what? They didn't receive the great light concerning the plan of the enemy. They were not prepared for battle. Amen? Amen. And Christ says, which of you going to battle take not what? Um, time and counter? Cost. Sit it not down. Amen. So we count in the cup because we have the plan. Right? Satan is a general, but Christ is also a general. Christ has the plan. And he gives us the plan so we can sit and count the 
the cost, right? But the Bible says many is going to come out from under it, not um, Sister White, right? And we see here in Daniel 11.41, which is the Sunday law, many shall be overthrown because they never took the great light. They never, they sat, they sat in this place uninterested and careless. Let us continue. Verse 44 says, he shall, go he shall go forth with great fury and utterly to make away many. All right? Now you go to Matthew 7 and verse 3. It says, enter into the straight gate. Wide, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to what? And what? Many, many there be that go in, which go in thereat. But straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Few is the little praying company. And this is what I want to highlight. If we don't pray, we're going to be among the many. But not only if we don't pray, if we don't pray corporately, if we don't pray unitedly, right? And, and by unitedly, we don't all have to be in the same room at the same time. But we must be united in what we're praying for. Right? That's what the Lord is calling for. A unity that prays for the same thing at the same time so that Gabriel can leave to come down to us. We need that plan. Amen? And in, in, um, in 96, the Lord did give somebody that plan. Amen? But he gave them the natural of the plan. Right? We need to understand the spiritual the spiritual. Um, aspects of this plan, right? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yes, the warfare is a spiritual one. Go ahead, Sinern. Um, I like how he said, how Christ says, few there be that find it, because there was a nice thing I read yesterday where she's, Ellen White talks about how, we're, how we must put forth special effort to, to break through the clouds of darkness and find Christ. And, Amen. And Christ didn't say, few there be that get it, or few there be that um, receive it. No. Few you have, there to, be that you have find to go it. search for it. You must go search for it, yes. Amen. We saw with James White, they needed to break Satan's power. All right? Go ahead. I just wanted to add that when, when it regards to the power of prayer, how... Um, it's important to believe in your prayers and believe that believe in the Lord that that once you pray, He will answer. Mm -hmm. You know, being at a bakery, um, the owner she's always she gets overwhelmed so quickly, and I find myself having to pray with her. And being the eldest in there, everyone else is younger. She comes to me, uh, and, I, and I'm always praying with her and, and letting her know, you know, just take a deep breath. The Lord is going to be with you. And there was an experience where she was literally in tears because the computer wasn't working. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I have orders to send out. And I said, let's just take a, let's just, I said, I said, did you pray? She's like, I said, God help me. I said, yeah, it's a prayer, but let's, let's just pray again. And I prayed with her and I said, you know what? Let's just answer your prayer. And immediately God answered her prayers. And she was able to find all labels that she had as I was already ready that she was, she, she couldn't find before and she was so frustrated. So I'll just say, I believe the prayer. I prayed, I prayed with her. And Lord answered, and she was so blessed that day and so happy. Amen. Daniel 12, 10 says, the wicked shall do wickedly. wickedly. Well, what would the wicked do? It's in, Daniel 7, it's in Revelation 17. It says, these shall what? Make war with the 
lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. Praise God. Amen. Amen. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are what? With him are called and chosen and faithful. Right? They that are with him is a part of his church. Church means to be called out. The word church means to be called out. So those that overcome is a part of God's church. The men that were with me saw not the vision. Why? Because they were not a part of God's church. Because she says, I saw two classes, the church and the what? The and the world. All right? So let us continue. It says, Revelation 12, and the dragon was wroth with the church. Amen? Amen. The ones called. Amen? And went to make war with the what? With the chosen. Amen? That's what the remnant is. They're the ones that are chosen. And the Bible says, which what? Those which are faithful. It's right here in this text. The called, the chosen, and the faithful. All right? Was Judas chosen? Yes, he was, right? But was he faithful? All right. He that endure to the end, right? You must go all the way with it. All right? So you could be called, you could be chosen, doesn't mean you're going to be faithful. And, I, and I'll show that in a minute. So Revelation 14 and verse 12 says, here, they, here, here is the patience of the saints, which is the church, that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of? So to keep the commandments is to have faith. That's all I wanted to show. Amen? All right, chosen. What does the Bible tell us about chosen? Remember, Daniel was a man greatly what? It says, behold my servant whom I have Greatly what? Uh, my what? My beloved. my beloved. Those who represent Daniel at the end of the world, those whom Daniel represents at the end of the world are what? Chosen as a part of God's remnant church. Amen? All right. It says, I will put my what upon him? Spirit. So Daniel had the Holy Spirit. You know, when I saw that, I was like, Lord, how, how do I show that in the book of Daniel? The Bible says, how be it when the spirit of truth is come, it will convict you of what? Sin, Sin and of? And of? Judgment. What's the first thing that happened to Daniel? His comeliness turned into him. Into, what is that? Sin. What's the next thing? He stood in what? Righteousness. And what's the next thing? I will show you what shall befall thy people in the? Sin. In, but not only that, there was judgment right there. Because who came down to deal with Satan and Cyrus? Michael. Michael comes in the judgment. Amen. Right there in that text. Sin. Daniel had the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. I, lo I love it when you could see these things and the Lord show you like that. But we need to re recognize that we need the Holy Spirit. We need, the, we need to buy that oil. It is no coincidence the message of Laodicea has been opened up among us at this moment. There is no coincidence. The Lord has been leading us. He is leading us and will continue to lead us if we're faithful to the messages that he gives us. Right? When we leave here, we have actions to take. We can't just leave here knowing, man, that was nice. Yeah, he's right. And don't take no action. Right? We must take action. And that action is we need to become the praying company. It's important that we become the praying company. Amen? Continuing on. Early writings, 229, it says, 
God sent his angel to move upon the heart of a farmer who had not believed the Bible and led him to search the prophecies. Angels of God, what? Repeatedly visit that what? Chosen one to guide his mind and to open his what? Understanding, um, to his understanding, prophecies which were ever dark to God's people. Go on to the next quote. What's the first bowl say? God what? God called him. Right? So Miller was called and chosen. Amen? And he was faithful to the end. He was faithful up to October 22nd, 1844. Amen? That's why angels can guard that dust. So let us continue. As John the Baptist heralded the first advent of Jesus and prepared the way for his coming, so Miller and those who what? Miller and what? Those who joined him. It's not just Miller. All right, I want us to say that Miller was, 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 was chosen, but those who joined him were also chosen. All right? Next quote. If Daniel's vision had been understood, the people could better have understood the visions of John. But at the what? At the right time, God moved upon his chosen servant, who with clearness and in the power of the what? All right. So Miller is Daniel. Amen? The principles that happened to Daniel in Daniel 10 was also happened to Miller. Amen? So Miller, 1833, right? But it says Miller was like John, right? So John also had the Holy Spirit. We know that from his birth, right? John was also chosen since before he was born. Moses was chosen, chosen all right? Moses was chosen, John was chosen, uh, Miller was chosen, 1996. Jeff was chosen. Jeff had the Spirit of God, contrary to what some would want us to believe. Right? 96, Jeff was chosen. However, since 2014, what has the Lord been doing? He revisited the beginning. Amen? 2014, we line it up with 1989. Why? Because we see the same principles there. What are we looking for next? The midnight cry. But before the midnight cry, the Bible says God moved upon the heart of a farmer, the chosen one. Living waters is chosen. That's the question. Will we be faithful? I want us to see this, right? We're not here by accident. Nothing about our existence and our, our coming together is an accident. The Lord has chosen us for a final work at the end of the world. But even among us, the Lord will choose certain people to bring forth certain messages at the end of the world. Amen? Amen? Yes. But God's chosen are a praying people. Why did Miller receive the message? We know the story. Why did Miller receive it? He was praying. He was seeking. He was, what she, she said, death was all around him. He's like, death? Why is it? Right? And he's like, oh, if I could, if I could find someone so lovely. Um, what did he say? Someone like a savior so lovely. Something like that. And then what happened? What did the Lord give him? A revelation of Jesus. Amen? Amen. So when Daniel was praying, what was he praying for? Deliverance. What was Miller praying for? Deliverance. So what was Jeff praying for? Deliverance. 
And so the Lord brought the message. Daniel 11, 40 to 45 is the message of the Laodicean church. Amen. Right? It is the message that are going to prepare us to teach uh, at the Civil Sunday Law. Right? This is why the Lord has taken us back to the beginning. This is why he's opening up to us Laodicea. This is why he's, he's opened up to us the 90, what happened in 9-11, what happened at 9-11, what happened in 07, 08. These old things we were not privy to see and experience. So, but we have to go back and what? Buy what? Buy the experience. Can I, are you going to touch on that part? Well, the buying? I don't know. Well, he did, can I did touch on it Wednesday night when he says, go, buy gold what? Tried, past tense, right? What was, the, what was the thing that was tried for Seventh-day Adventists? The Millerite movement. That's, that's the goal that was tried. So when he came to 9-11, what did he say? Stand in the way and see and what? Buy the goal tried in the fire. Right? Buy the goal that was already tried. And that is going to fit you up for the trials that are coming. Because the principles of God's dealing with men is ever the same. All right? So, prayer. We need to work on it. All right? I believe that it's no accident that Ellen White prayed for 21 days for James. And it's no accident that he lined up so perfectly with the scriptures. Right? And I believe that we should practice it. And so since I came upon this revelation, because the Bible says we are to be led, well, not the, yes, the Bible says it, but recently the Lord has revealed, as a matter of fact, last week I was, we was talking, Kennard made that point. We ought to be living by revelation. And then the Lord revealed that to us. Ellen, the, the, the Ellen White situation with Daniel's situation. And I, told, and I sat down with my family and I said, look, we're going to pray for 21 days. However, Daniel, Daniel 10 is specific. It's not this general prayer. Because did Daniel pray three times a day before Daniel 11? Yes. Before Daniel 10? Yes. So he was always praying. Right? But Daniel 10 was not no random prayer. This was to break the power of the enemy. Everybody understand him? Living waters need to pray to break the power of the enemy. And but you're not gonna pray for it if you have a if you have a Laodicean mind because you don't yeah. even see it. Because you're gonna think you, yeah. you're okay. Yeah, you don't even see All that. Right. You don't even see that this darkness is upon us and it needs to be gone. But somebody like a Daniel, whose eyes can man, this power that this needs to go. Yep. So then, what is it amongst us do we see that needs to go, and we need to agonize and with God over that for Him to remove to break this power that's retarding your church. Amen. Even if you do, I'm going to say this last thing and I'm going to close. Even if you don't see that you are lukewarm, the word of God is true. Yeah. Amen? You may not see it, right? You may not see in yourself, man, I'm lukewarm. Because, again, the, the lukewarm person can't see it. But the word of God says you don't know. So what should you do? If any man lack wisdom, let him what? Ask of God. Right? We need to go and ask God to show us what we don't know. Because God's word is true. It says you're the Laodicean. It says you're lukewarm. You have to accept that. 
Amen. Amen. So I want us to take that approach to it. Say, yes, Lord, I am lukewarm. I am a Laodicean. Now show me what I don't know. Right? And Christ says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, what? Here, let him what? He's not gonna he's not gonna push his way in. You must hear for yourself. Amen. All right. In fact, your hearing is more acute. Right? Your hearing should be more acute to hearing the voice of Christ. So I just want to leave us with that admonition. I, I really hope that we can pray. And I've, I've taken it upon myself and my own family to pray three times a day for specific things. We, we highlighted f five. Well, it was supposed to be five. No, it's six. Specific thing, things that we identified in our own home that we want the Lord to break the power, um, to break Satan's power over, right? And we've dedicated ourselves to do this for 21 days. Why 21? Because the Bible says 21, and Ellen White prayed for 21, and the power was broken. Amen? Amen? And so we've taken it upon ourselves, and I kid you not, prayers are already being answered. Amen. Because the Bible says from the first day that you set your heart to pray, I was what? I was on my way. All right? And I've already seen prayers answered in my home. And that's why um, I have Michelle do this testimony because it was an answer to those prayers. And the Lord is trying to, 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 to lift us up. or He's trying to get us to the point where we understand that we must break Satan's power. Why must it happen in the home first? Because home comes to church. All right? If it's broken at home, we can't bring it to church, right? Everything we see here on Sabbath is because of our home. I don't care what anyone says. That's what the Bible teaches. If it's here on Sabbath, if living waters as a corporate body is struggling with it, it's in our home. If we break it in the home, it's broken in the church. Amen. All right? So each one of us have, who have families, we need to step up gather our families, pick out those specific things, and have special seasons of prayer for them. Break the power of the enemy. Satan is going to try to kill you. But nevertheless, there's a resurrection. Amen? Break the power of the enemy. This is what the Lord wants to happen among us. And that power is paralysis. One of that power, I know it's a paralysis. And I don't have time to go through it. Maybe by God's grace, we'll go through it another time. But study out paralysis. Study it out and see what it means and see how Satan holds that power over us. And this is why we are kept from having good Sabbaths. This is why we need to reform the Sabbath. But again, if the Sabbath is not reformed in our home, we're not reforming it here. Amen. All right? So we could call for all these things, but they're saying in the world, is charity begins at? At home. We all know it. All right? You see a child, act up the first person, you're like, what is his father teaching him? Right? You don't say, child, what are you doing? Right? You say, what is his father teaching him? All right? Charity begins at home. Go ahead, Michelle. Just real quick. And um, this is a, I remember reading a quote this week that said, um, Sister White says that Satan doubles up. And uh, whenever you, whenever, I forget exactly, whenever you're trying to do right, he doubles up his powers. Mm -hmm. in, 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 so, I, so now I understand why the people were killed. Because he, he, he doubled up, you know, he's, 
his evil angels and his power is you know, to kill them. Yeah, so in the, so in the 21 days of praying, it will be a struggle sometimes, you know, uh, and so even trying to even push your faith the opposite way, you know, because of he's doubling up his power so to hate to destroy you. The other thing I want to say, you'll be, it's, not a, it's no surprise that even the world knows that 21 days, you look up many programs, um, fasting, um, health stuff, it, 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 they'll say 21 days, what you need to do, make yeah. it a habit. You know, so just, you know, even the world knows that. All right, shall we close with a word of prayer? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this blessed and glorious Sabbath day that you've given us. Lord, you, admonished, you continue to admonish us, Lord, in the truth. This morning you taught, Lord, that we need to break the love of money. Lord, this is a power that Satan has over the world, and obviously the message to Laodicea, to Laodicea says he has that power over your church. And so, Lord, we are, we, we are learning that it is through prayer that we break this power. But not just pray, O oh Lord, but we must work with our prayers. So we pray and ask, Lord, that as we, um, as we leave here today, Lord, and as we learn these things, that each one of us will go home and, and Lord, set our homes aright. That we will, we will set things in motion in all our homes, O oh Lord, that will yield fruit, that will, that, that will make um, this little group, this little church, a glorious light in your world. Father, you desire to give us the great light. You desire, Lord, to teach us the plan of the enemy. For we are told that the last scenes greatly revealed is the working of the man of sin. And Lord, we desire to have it, but we pray, O oh Lord, that you will help us to see our communists and our corruption, and that we may surrender it to you, O oh Lord, that you can touch us, stand us upright, and give us the light for these last days. Please be with us as we go through the rest of the Sabbath. May we delight in it, Lord. May you keep our thoughts, and may you help us, Lord, to communicate our Lord, only with the language of heaven. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.